This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The latest tips and equipment to improve your game. The latest from the leaderboards and your favorite courses. This is Golf in the Northwest, an action-packed hour about everything golf. Brought to you on the fan by Laurelhurst Market, more than just your family neighborhood steakhouse. Now with award-winning PGA professional Harold Bluestein, here's your host, Jason Swigard. <laughs> well, a fine good morning. We're just having a great time here, Harold, and I got Harold back in the studio. Yeah, As- this is, I'm cramped. In here, I'm I sorry. had my own studio. We had some monitor issues over there. It would pop up. We were starting to get organized, and then it died, and we couldn't figure out why. And yeah. so, uh, so yeah, Harold's over here still. The table's a good six feet apart, so we're still practicing proper social distancing here. But as uh, uh, counties in Oregon and Southwest Washington are starting to uh, make the transition into having more things open and available for people. Uh, that will, uh, golf courses, uh, will be happy as well. They've been operating here, but, uh, it might mean they might, you might be able to kind of go in and, uh, have a, uh, have the 19th holes start, uh, being able to, it'll be a little bit. Yeah. I think you're looking at a phase depends on the state. Uh, in Oregon, I think it's phase 27. No, no, no. There's more phases in Washington than in Oregon. All right. Then it's phase 38. Yes, in, for in Washington. Washington. It's, there's a lot of phases out there. I'm trying to follow them. And I can tell you from a PGA standpoint uh, and, and governance, we are trying to figure out what state can do what and where. Yeah. And we've got five states in the Pacific Northwest section, and it can be very confusing. And so we talk about a lot of gray areas. This is like dark gray, medium gray, like it's crazy. It is. It is. But uh, more importantly, a lot of people playing playing. golf. You're playing golf. uh, Three-day holiday weekend for most people uh, with Monday off, Memorial Day. So just we encourage uh, be patient out there. Make sure you're respecting all of the rules. Things are changing on a regular basis. So just uh, get to websites, call the pro shop. Just make sure you know what the current state is before you go out there uh, and try and have as much stuff that you can bring for yourself that you need to have to play so you don't have to uh, get stuff in the pro shop or bother other people or slow down play, those sorts of things. So uh, just be prepared when you go out there. The weather is going to get progressively better and all the way to uh, 90 degrees maybe by uh, next weekend. Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, there'll be a lot of golf this week. I might be I've... able to drive it 200 yards by Friday with the, with some roll. <laughs> yeah, if you hit a sprinkler head or a cart <laughs> that. So uh, I, I've been telling people uh, who disagree with what's going on that your, your opinion is irrelevant. Oh. But your actions are relevant. Yes. So 
So take care to be relevant as far as your actions and keep your opinions to yourself right now because it doesn't help anybody. No, no. So just uh, just be mindful uh, whether or not, it, you know, and if you're that uncomfortable going out, then uh, just stay, don't do it. stay put yep. and, and wait for things to uh, get to the next stages of stuff. We got a lot of help today on this Saturday. Our good buddy Jeff Shane, who writes for the Village's Sun Daily down there in Central Florida, He's going to come in. Uh, we saw, I want to get his thoughts on what he saw from the uh, Made for TV event last weekend at Seminole uh, with DJ and Rory and Ricky and Matthew Wolf. Uh, for a lot of people, that's their first time to actually, they may have heard the name Matthew Wolf, but to see him and his quirky um, pre shot routine, as well as the fact that he can crush it. He had that long drive, 356 yards. Well, he won both long drive yeah. contests. Now, it's easy to win when when uh, DJ can't hit a fairway. These fairways, Seminole's got wide fairways. Wide fairways. Yeah. It's like a it's, resort. Uh, is it Donald Ross was the yeah. was the uh, architect there? Well, but they've had some. some yeah, uh, I think Crenshaw redid it, but I don't think he monkeyed with. The general setup, I think it was more the dunes and approaches, those sorts of things, maybe moving some bunkers. but Yeah, and putting more sand out there. There's a lot of waste yeah. areas. DJ that was, was the best them. part of the whole thing on the third hole when Matthew Wolf took a wise, took a, took a shot at DJ. And then after that, it was boring as hell because no, DJ did not like it, which was great. Yeah. And then everybody clammed up. <laughs> well, it's tough to – I could tell you uh, playing golf competitively – uh, and not that I was any good, but you get into a frame of mind where you're just trying to eliminate distractions. Not everybody's a Lee Trevino. You know, there, yeah. there are more J.C. Sneeds and, uh, and not everybody is an Arnold Palmer. Or Jack Nicholas was not a top. No, he, guy. Jack was stoic. He was all about the golf and, and the business at hand. Yeah, but. And that's I, fine. Well, it, it comes down to a routine. The the moment you put a club in your hand, it's like yeah. there's nobody else or nothing else around. Uh, it's very difficult to let that go. It becomes habitual to get into a focused situation. And I can understand where they will, you know, these situations can be a little boring. I don't know what you do. You you certainly don't bring in. Well, Bill Murray was okay, but. Bill was great. Yeah. Uh, the the middle three holes there uh, from the White House. Uh, I fast forwarded through all of that. Oh, uh, it was it was that was painful. Not the right venue for that. Uh, regardless of your political views or whatever, that was not the place for that particular interview. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, I don't know what they were thinking to I, do that. I, well. Uh, the White House and the president calls and says, I, I don't know how you say no to that. So I don't know how it. I would say no. If I'm producing a show uh, and I'm trying to attract people. Yeah, but for NBC, that's hard <laughs> to say no. Yeah. Um, I, I, I can I could see that. All right. So anyway, I will also ask Jeff about Sunday's uh, The Match. Uh, Capital One's The Match uh, with Tiger and Phil, Tom Brady. And uh, Peyton Manning, I think the chatter will be a little bit more lively. All these guys know each other. All these guys are a little bit more comfortable in their own skin. Yeah. I don't expect any Perkins waitresses cracks for Tiger. That's probably the one place you can't go. But other than that. Oh, see, I think you can go there. Uh, well, the only one. No. No, Will, I don't think so. Will, what do you. No. 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 I think that's the one place you don't go with Tiger. I, I thought those were first responders. The, the waitresses were first responders. If you want to turn it into a bad time, then it'll probably get turned on Peyton and his, uh, how should we say, training room hijinks Ooh. with certain trainers. Really? Or possibly, hey, your arms look a little big. Maybe it's that HGH you've been doing. Yeah. Really? Some of that. Okay. Um, and then, you know, Tom Brady balls. Oh. Yeah. There'll be, be a deflate gate yeah. reference to Tom Brady, all yeah. that sort of stuff. There'll or be like, shots at uh, Phil's man calves, which will be out in display as well. Yeah. Uh, they'll be wearing shorts. Uh, they are taking carts, from what I understand. They're not walking the way and carrying their bags. Oh, you know, no, I think they need to walk. We'll I, see. 
Yeah. We'll see how and, that goes. And carry their own bag. We'll talk about but that we'll, with Jeff Shane. Yeah, we'll talk about it with Jeff Shane. And then at 845 in the business of golf, Jim Grunberg is the CEO for Seymour um, Putters. And um, we're all trying to, I think a lot of people that have gotten out and had time, a little bit more time. And I, you hope people are spending some more time on the practice green. You can't go hang out in the clubhouse. You can't. Right. So, um, and people using the time to, to work on some things. Well, you want to be a better putter. Yeah. So oftentimes it comes down Nothing to Nothing can save a score more than being able to make putts after you've duffed it around. If right. you can one or two putt greens, you can uh, keep, you know. Oh, you'll keep your score down. The, yeah. the issue is that sometimes we've got the wrong putter in our hands. And equipment does make a difference regardless of of uh, what your a driver can make a difference, irons yep. can make a difference. Uh, the fitting of it can make a difference. And Seymour Putters uh, has kind of a an understanding of what works uh, for the general public uh, and obviously what works for uh, Zach Johnson, who's yeah. a great putter. Great putter. So we will talk to Jim at 845. Harold's uh, got all sorts of fun stuff in our tip segment for you at 830 uh, as you're getting out there and, we expect uh, a lot of golf to be played here over the next couple of weeks with the weather uh, really starting to resemble summer. Yeah, what are we going to do without fans? You and I were talking about this going on the air uh, prior, and we were uh, getting all kinds of apologies coming out of Korea. They they wanted yeah. to have fans in the stands. You well, know, yeah, was- the Korean baseball organization, you've seen if you've been uh, up late at night, Insomniacs uh, watching the Korean baseball organization uh, play live baseball. They're trying to make it a little bit more viewer friendly looking like there's fans in the stands, but uh, well, there was did, a baseball team. So soccer teams got in a little trouble because the, well, the intention was to bring in mannequins yes, and put them in the stands. What they ended up, somebody with, didn't with, know what department they were shopping in. <laughs> they ended up with sex toys or sex uh, dolls. Yeah. In the stand, he, which I think perked up, you know, watching it as it is, but you think uh, you're going to do that at the uh, 18th uh, hospitality tents there at Colonial in a f- couple of weeks? <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. I'd love to see it at the Masters. So that, you're trying to get younger viewers, right? Sure. That might oh, be. That might I be think the best this appeals way. to viewers of all ages. <laughs> oh, it does. But <laughs> I can tell you, me. being a a viewer of all ages, that this appeals to uh, to many of us. Believe you me, in the baseball kind of way. There's no way I would have ever watched any Korean baseball ever unless I found that out. I would go, oh, I want to turn that on. Yeah, I, I, I'm not into Korean baseball either. No, they were a, and appropriately dressed. It wasn't like they were naked, ready for ready for use. That's oh. what she said. <laughs> so anyway, uh, good for them for making an attempt. And oops. Yeah, oops. Uh, I know the organizations uh, were fined. These are not available at your local Walmart. No. No. I don't know where they, they got them online somewhere, uh, and it didn't quite work out for yeah. them. But we'll set that story aside. Yeah. I, I think it's uh, big news. Well, we'll see. We'll see what they decide to do uh, for galleries here. The uh, PGA Tour is going to start back up in about three weeks at Colonial. That'll be the first event. Yeah. I know most of the players uh, in the United States, I think five of the top seven ranked golfers uh, have committed uh, to the field uh, the ones that are over here, some of the international players that went back to their respective homes are a little less excited about coming over, having to be in a quarantine from international travel, how much time, you know, they got to come over and sit around for a month before they can play. How many tournaments could they get in? We'll ask Jeff Shane about that as well. Yep. He joins us uh, next from central Florida. We'll find out uh, as the golf gets ready to really come back how it's uh, going over and what we expect to see from Tiger and Phil this weekend and what we expect to see in a few weeks when the PGA Tour starts up. Just getting going here. It's Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. 8.15 this morning here in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, Three-day weekend, Memorial Day. So a lot of people uh, will be getting out there. The weather improving all week long. Expected to hit 90 by Friday. Uh, and so, uh, so please take your time, plenty of time, plenty of tee times available. Most of the courses, uh, are open now. So just be patient, make sure you know the rules when you go out there and, uh, enjoy, enjoy the opportunity, uh, as we enjoy our opportunity anytime 
we can uh, have it to talk to our next guest, good friend of the show, Jeff Shane, been covering golf for a long time down in uh, Florida. He's now with the Village Sun Daily, Village's Sun Daily in Central Florida and uh, kind enough to hop back on with us. How has quarantine life been in Central Florida there, Mr. Shane? The fortunate thing is that the Villages worked really, really hard to make sure that golf was available uh, for all of our residents who moved down here uh, for that. And we saw some record numbers or near record numbers averaging like 9,900 rounds of golf a day. And, you know, before uh, you, your job drops too much, remember that we have almost 700 holes of golf here. Uh, but the fact that uh, we could uh, spend it outdoors, socially distanced uh, uh, through golf, um, I think made it a heck of a lot better because we, we could have had a very unhappy populace if golf had shut down like some of the other amenities did. No kidding. I've got, Jeff, I've got a, a, a sister and a brother-in-law that they live in the villages uh, along with uh, 65,000 other blue hairs. And they... <laughs> And they spend a lot of their time on the right side of the fairway. And I can tell you, or the right side of just about everything. Uh, but they've got how many golf courses down there? Like 30? Um, we have a grand total. If you add up the championship courses, uh, you know, the 18, 27 hole complexes and our executive courses, it adds up to 40, I'm sorry, 54 golf courses, wow. and it's 693 holes of golf. Yeah, and they average about 80 yards apiece. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have played with my sister down there, and they, they love their executive courses. It's, it's a, a great place to play golf. Jeff Shane, our guest. It really is. Jeff Shane, our guest here, uh, covers golf for the uh, Village's uh, Sun Daily. And uh, with the concentration there, we had last weekend's event at Seminole Golf Club uh, with Ricky, DJ, Rory, and Matthew Wolf. This uh, week at uh, Tiger's Medalist Club, you'll get the Tiger Phil, Tom Brady, and Peyton Manning uh, special event there. I'm wondering what you thought of last weekend. I didn't think the golf was that great. Uh, and then after Matthew Wolf made a crack about waste areas and bunkers to DJ, everybody clammed up after that. It was pretty dull. Uh, are we expecting a little bit more fireworks this Sunday from Tiger and Phil, who are a little bit more comfortable with one another out there? I would hope so, but for those that actually plunk down the money to watch the match, the original, uh, that was very disappointing in terms of banter between the two back and forth. And so I think we may have to pin our hopes on Peyton Manning, who is a world-class needler, to draw everybody else out of their shells and make sure that we actually have some dialogue as we go through the, the match tomorrow. Um, now, I think Peyton has that ability um, from a lot of what I've read, I've never played golf with, with Peyton, but from what I've read, uh, he just he has that he has that constant chatter going on, and, and he doesn't mind taking it uh, taking it back. Although the consensus is is that he gives it far more than, than he takes it. So we may have to pin our hopes on Peyton uh, for that. But I'm also watching. I love the fact that I can watch. I could see Seminole Golf Course last week. Um, even as a member of the golf media, I'd never had the occasion to actually spend a day at Seminole, and so that curiosity factor was huge for me last week. Uh, similar with medalists coming up tomorrow. I'm, it's just in a part of Florida that um, is great for golf but doesn't have a lot of tournaments. It's a little secluded. It, you got to know somebody to get in. So I want to see medalist as much as I wanted to see Seminole last week. So what makes it, it – Seminole didn't look that impressive on, on TV. What makes it special in person? I think uh, part of it is, is that it is, it, it is all golf. I think it, it may be Donald Ross's finest golf course. Um, it is so subtle. Uh, it, as we saw last week, it can be 
really tricky, um, despite the fact that it it doesn't even it doesn't touch seven thousand yards or barely touches seven thousand yards. It it's got a lot of uh, nuances to it. Uh, even though the fairways are wide, it's a second shot and putters golf course. You can see how the players, uh, even those that were somewhat familiar with Seminole. Uh, still have their troubles, and Dustin Johnson never figured out Seminole's greens whatsoever, and he's more of a medalist guy. Uh, but uh, even a guy like Ricky Fowler, who has won the the pro member three times, uh, saw some putts that didn't go the way he thought. And so I think that's that's a golf course that, that where the nuances, I think, really take over. I still love the setting right next to the Atlantic Ocean between two sand berms. Um, the visuals, I think, would have been a lot better if NBC could have gotten a drone uh, up during the course of the match. Uh, but who knows what restrictions they were working under. But uh, I actually I, I found Seminole fascinating last week. Jeff Shane is our guest, uh, covers golf for the Villages uh, Sun Daily down there in central Florida. Uh, the golf uh, being played wasn't, you know, top-notch uh, major-level golf from those guys that we saw. Is that, can we infer maybe if we get to Colonial and everything comes off without a hitch for the PGA Tour, a lot of rust from these guys? Or was that just indicative of it wasn't a regular tournament setting, they were kind of out there just having fun, freewheeling, loosey-goosey? Probably a little bit of both, I would think. Um, it is still, what, three weeks before we uh, show up at Colonial or the tour shows up at Colonial. Um, you certainly want to stay loose. You still want to uh, don't get away from the clubs too much, especially if you've had a six-week layoff. But I think a lot of the pros maybe really haven't started to do the harder work to get ready for the restart of the season as they would getting ready for the season in January. I think that's what will come here now in the, in the next few weeks. And I think the skill level will be a little bit better by the time we get there. Uh, again, I think Seminole maybe have got the better a little bit of those that, that played. They, with the exception of Ricky, I don't know how many were all that familiar with Seminole. They may have played it once or twice. Uh, in that pro member, but they certainly are not members at Seminole. They're not frequent uh, invitees over there. Uh, that will be a little bit different at Medalist, perhaps, because Tiger has been a member there for almost a decade, maybe a little bit longer by now. And so he uh, he knows what, what uh, the Medalist has to offer. We may not see that from the other three necessarily, uh, but I think Everybody that has played Colonial in recent times knows Colonial. It hasn't changed all that much. It's a little bit more straightforward. Um, I think it'll be a good test uh, for the PGA Tour pros to get out and, and get a little, uh, get their feet wet again. And I think the same with, uh, with Harbortown the, the following week. It's a very straightforward type course. Uh, you can't spray it at either one of those two courses, but uh, you're not going to be flummoxed by the nuances like they were at Seminole. Jeff, I kind of like to watch the uh, the tour pros suffer a little bit. And <laughs> it, it just <laughs> does my heart good to see it. Uh, and these guys were carrying their own bags, uh, and they – as. As good a shape as Rory was in, he was complaining about how his shoulders hurt carrying his own bag. Uh, that was fun to see. The fact that they were rusty. They didn't have a caddy to read putts. They were almost like us. And I think the big point, although I don't want to ever see this on the Champions Tour, seeing those guys in shorts really was kind of warmed my heart. And any chance in the future that we're going to change our dress code on the tour? I think that is fully up to the people in Ponte Vedra. I, I think if you were to ask the players, uh, they would all support shorts um, at certain times of the year. Um, yeah, maybe you have to 
you have to put some numbers on it, and you don't you, know, you don't want to have guys out in shorts, you, you know, at Pebble Beach when you know you're going to have a change of weather late in the day. But I've I've been to a couple of those tournaments in Memphis in the summer, and you know that that's just a, you know everything gets soaked with sweat. That that should be a shorts tournament in ninety five percent of the cases. I think all the players support it. Um, but it's a question of, in Ponte Vedra, do the marketing people, all of those, and want to put forth that uh, that uh, image of the PGA Tour, are they willing to roll it back just a little bit so that uh, you could show calves uh, on Sunday on CBS and Golf Channel? Uh, you know, we've been talking quite a bit about, about the last week's match, which I – like I said, seeing them suffer a little bit made me happy. But would it have been much better uh, that venue to have in that format to have fans? I think it might have. I think it, I think in a situation like that, because Seminole is a very tight piece of property, that it would have been something like a Shell's Wonderful World of Golf, where you had to be invited, you had to be a member. Uh, I don't think you would have that many fans on the golf course for logistical purposes, even if the restrictions were lifted. Mm -hmm. uh, again, just because of getting people around the course uh, and all of that. So it might have been a little bit better. Um, I, I, I won't even say might. I, it would have been a little bit better because you could play to the fans. Right. Uh, and that would make it a little bit more interesting. But... Um, you know, given everything that we've gone through, the fact that we could see live golf, um, I only thought about it maybe once or twice during the entire telecast. Uh, and, and in regards to that, we talked about the shorts. I know all of the, the PGA Tour recently put out their list of protocols and how they're going to try and keep everything safe. We've heard from Lee Westwood and Adam Scott, who were a little hesitant to come over to the States. Uh, how has all of the internal stuff been being received as you've uh, talked to other media members, uh, caddies, some players? Uh, is there a lot of grumbling or is everybody just so anxious to get back out and compete? They're willing to put up with whatever they need to at this point. I, I think by and large, um, the golfers want to play and um, they realize that they're going to have to make certain adjustments to their routines. If that means staying in a common hotel, uh, then that's what they're going to have to do. I, that's what you're going to see, I know, at Harbortown because Sea Pines Resort is right there. Sea Pines, is, like every other hotel, is, is you know struggling right now, but you can put 144 golfers and their caddies into, in, into the resort at Sea Pines. Maybe that's not what they would have done normally. They might have rented a house or something of that nature. But to be able to play, to earn a living, you know, let's take the top 50 in the world out of the equation for a moment. And, and look, at, look at Tier 2 and even Tier 3. These guys need starts. These guys need to actually go earn their living so that they can uh, compete and factor into all of this uh, end-of-the-year stuff in terms of can you get into a major? Do you have a better running opportunity? Do you even keep your car? Do you have to go back? Um, it, you know, are you reshuffled back uh, because you're not getting enough starts? I think for those uh, tour players, a Vince Whaley, a Harry Higgs, to name two that just came to the top of my head, those guys need to play. And, uh, you know, they've been sitting home. Uh, both of those guys are PGA Tour rookies that I happen to mention. Uh, one's having a pretty good year. One is not having a good year. Vince Whaley needs to get into as many tournaments as he possibly can because he is behind the eight ball. Harry Higgs is in pretty good shape. But all of those guys need to earn a living. They, gotta, they, they still got to put food on the table. They still got to pay caddies, pay uh, their, their uh, you know, strength coaches, uh, their agents, whatever. Um, and so it's an earning opportunity as much as it is for a guy that, you know, is, is doing curbside takeout at a, <laughs> at a restaurant right now. There are bills that have to be paid and, and status that needs to be secured. 
All right, Sunday noon, it'll be uh, Tiger, who's playing with Peyton against Phil and Tom Brady. Uh, who you got? That, that is a good one. Um, I, I think at this point, I, I have to go with, with Tiger's familiarity at medalist and Peyton, who has a slightly lower handicap. I mean, both, both Peyton and Brady have single-digit handicaps, and, and either one of them could get hot at any particular time. But Brady's got, still got to concentrate on football a little bit. He had to move recently. He's trying to work out uh, at parks that are supposed to be closed. So I think he's got maybe a little bit more on his plate. Peyton, uh, it, you know, he's a member of Cherry Hills and, and places like that. I, I think i got to give the slight edge. Uh, to Peyton and Tiger for just familiarity and, and the ability to uh, maybe prepare a little bit more right now. Well, we're hoping uh, hoping for an entertaining afternoon. It'll be on all the uh, Turner channels, TBS, TNT, True TV, uh, whatever one you fly by there as your channel surfing starting at noon. Uh, he's Jeff Shane. You can follow him on Twitter at Jeff Shane, S-H-A-I-N. We always appreciate it uh, when we can catch up with him. Uh, you can see his work at the uh, Village's uh, Sun Daily. And uh, thanks so much. Glad you are uh, doing well. And uh, hopefully we'll have uh, some real tournaments here. Everything goes well for the PGA Tour, and uh, we'll catch up with you down the road. Yeah, and not only that, uh, you know, I, it, it occurs to me that you've got the, still got the U.S. Open, or I'm sorry, not the Open, but the U.S. Amateur right. in a couple of months out at Band and Dunes, and yep. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, and they're opening up Sheep Ranch uh, on June 1st, the fifth course out there, the new 18. So, uh, but yeah, I believe the amateur is being played at Old McDonald. And uh, we'll see. We'll see if the coastal towns are all ready to accept uh, some visitors by then. And let's let's hope. I mean, there aren't that many USG events left on the 2020 calendar. I would hate to see that one go by the wayside. Yeah, we would all. We would all. Jeff Shane, the village, uh, Village's Sun Daily, thanks so much. And uh, best to you and yours, and we'll catch up soon. Absolutely. Good luck to you guys. You too. Thanks so much. We always appreciate it, Jeff. Uh, so much fun. Uh, he's been covering the tour in several capacities for the last couple of decades and one of our favorites. Yeah, he's, he's great. And uh, and now being in the villages, when I go down there to visit my sister, I'll look him up. you got to look him up. That's the one thing. I don't have too much occasion to get to Central Florida. But uh, at some <laughs> point, I know I will, and he's going to be one of the first people I look up. And i got to take you out for as many pitchers of beer as you can <laughs> knock down. There's a lot to do in the villages, but uh, yeah. you got to be over 60 to do it. I mean, that's, well, that you are. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. There you go. As far as the match coming up, uh, you know, if not for a flat-out shank by Ricky Fowler on the playoff hole, I think uh, Fowler and Wolf would have won that uh, event. Yeah. So you can't overlook the underdog. And the underdog. No. Thing, and, and Phil is going to needle – Peyton Manning as much as anyone. I think the quiet guy will be Brady. He's not going to say much. Well, he's the big wild card because he's moved. He's been out trying to do workouts with his new teammates. And as Jeff said, how much has he really been practicing and focusing on golf in this event? I think the big wild card is how horribly embarrassed might he get? Well, oh, they both. They both will be. Yeah, the amateurs but I mean will Brady. be. I mean, Brady more than anybody, because Peyton Manning's probably had time to practice. Yeah. We were talking about this yeah. last week. Like, when has Tom Brady even hit yeah. a golf ball lately? Well, now, I, I know you guys are talking about, like, maybe he won't play well. Now, I think he's going to get horribly embarrassed. Nah, I, I don't think so. He's got, you know, he's a great athlete. And great I'm a athlete, great athlete, and I can't golf. Okay. He's a greater athlete. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> On a scale of, you know, 1 to 10, he's up there at, a, at about a 10. Uh, I think he'll be just fine. Tiger, uh, or I mean, Phil will pull him out whenever possible. But I think in the alternate shot portion of it, yeah. uh, if Phil misses one, and Phil can. He can yeah, DJ. if he sprays one all over the place, that's what that's when the pressure will be on. Yeah, and then I think uh, Will may be right that that 
uh, Brady will will suck at that point. So thanks again to Jeff Shane. Uh, we're going to talk to Jim Grunberg, CEO of Seymour Putters, coming up uh, in the uh, business of golf at 845. But when we come back, it's uh, some tips time. We'll see what uh, Harold's got in uh, his shag bag and uh, trying to help you out as everybody gets out this uh, week, next couple of weeks, and, uh, and hits the courses. Making the turn here on Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Tips for your game from award-winning PGA instructor Harold Lustein. It's time to Ask the Pro on Golf in the Northwest. Brought to you on the fan by Laurelhurst Market. 8.37 this morning. Following us, it's uh, Sinner and Saint. It's a special edition today, right there, uh, Will? It's a best of, which is, is like a miracle. Of. Well, Luke mailing it in. Luke had Friday off. He can't get in here. Come on. No, he is uh, spending time with his family. He's had nothing but time <laughs> to spend with his family. I know. Believe you me, man. I tell him, forget those twins. <sighs> anyway. They'll develop on their own. That's true. They, fig- <laughs> That's true. they do figure it out eventually. Yeah, uh, the, the key to good parenting is uh, is contained in two words, duct tape. Yeah, just you turn the other cheek. Anything yeah. with if you've got enough duct tape. Uh, 11 o'clock today, it'll be a reprisal of the uh, Ducks 2013 Alamo Bowl thrashing of the Texas Longhorns for you. So uh, that's what we've got cooking today. And then uh, tonight, 5 o'clock, game six of the 2017 World Series from ESPN Radio. Uh, the uh, monumental extra inning nonsense between the Dodgers and the Astros and we don't talk about that much in my household. Really? Because you're a Dodgers fan? Yes. 1988's been a long time. You know, and, and, and the Astros the are Astros now are the biggest cheaters, cheaters yeah. on the planet mm-hmm. uh, next to the Patriots. No, I think the Astros are bigger cheaters. Yeah, the Patriots just misunderstood the rules. The Astros, oh, the that, Astros disregarded the rules. That's what I told the IRS and they didn't buy that. Yeah, they came with their hand I out. misunderstood that line. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> time uh, time for a quick tip. Uh, Jim Grumberg coming up in about six minutes. But uh, for everybody that's uh, going to get out here, the next couple of weeks should be absolutely great weather. Yep. Um, courses will be uh, firming up. They got uh, a fair amount of uh, water, which they needed, I think, over the last week. Things were getting a little dry a little early in the season. So some water to get everything healthy. Rough, uh, depending on when your course cuts, it might be a little thick and lush. So uh, some tips to help us keep it on the fairways and greens there, sir. Yeah, and you're going to notice that your garden is really going crazy right now, and your grass is growing very quickly. And I will recommend that that yard work is not good uh, for golf. It will not help your golf game no. at all. That's why I don't so do it. So if your grass gets a little long and you got a couple of weeds in the garden – let it go, set your priorities to get out and play golf. And the very first thing you should do if you are struggling, because now you've been out for a little bit, and you know that uh, you've got some weak areas in your swing or in your game, uh, contact your local PGA professional. They're going to help you with it. In the meantime, this uh, PGA professional is going to recommend uh, or at least Focus on an area that I see is a big problem for many golfers, and it's in the takeaway, the initial movement in your backswing. And it used to be, years ago, we would say, well, you start with the hands, then the arms, and then the shoulder. Well, I I totally disagree with that. What we have to do is uh, put the club, your hands, your arms, and your your upper torso uh, You've got to move those back in a unit. What I see is players will flip that club back with their hands, usually because they've allowed the club head and the weight of the club to sit on the ground. So most of us uh, good players will, the club is hovering just yeah. off the grass. So we can make a movement. I, I'm using lately the uh, analogy or the approach of that the your sternum and your upper body, the sternum out to your shoulders is your engine. That is the engine that starts your backswing. Your hands, your arms, and the club stay attached to it. One of the problems I see a lot is that players, they may flip the club back with their, with their hands, and if they don't, They'll start the club back by pulling the right elbow into their body. 
and that's a big mistake. If the engine is working, the upper body is working, and you rotate, you will notice that your right arm is still in the same relative flex as it was at address. So it is bent slightly. Uh, it doesn't straighten more, and it doesn't fold less. It's the same, at least as your hands get to waist high. And so players who tend to rotate their forearms in the backswing and pull that club uh, or pull their right elbow back behind them, they're going to be in a lot of trouble because what happens is the club gets too far inside in the backswing, and the only way to deliver it back to the ball is that terrible expression we hear coming over, over the, the top. top. So that's where they, the hands start to move away from the body to recover the width that they lost by pulling back in, and now they come across and they've got that big nasty slice that we have renamed the Jason Flygard swing. Well, that's uh, that's slowly getting out of my repertoire, which is good. Problem now is it's going dead left. That, so. And actually, they are the same problem. So what I would work on with you, and so how do we fix that? Well, the f uh, is that you need a path for your club head, something you can see, a path for your club head. And you can put down uh, foam rollers or whatever to adjust your path. Uh, one on the ground, something slightly inside, and definitely one on the outside. The one on the inside, that's going to keep your hands and that club moving out away from you instead of being pulled back behind you. And the one on the outside of your target line in the downswing, that you come from an inside path instead of the uh, over-the-top path. So, yes, I'm definitely, once uh, I figure out what's wrong with my leg, going to uh, take you up on that, get you out somewhere where I know how to set that up, and that's what you want to get with your, with your teaching professional so that the first time when you set up those sorts of things or a drill or something to practice with, you want to make sure you get it right in the setup. That's why you need a teaching pro. Then once you understand how to set it up for yourself, then you can go and replicate that on your own. But getting those drills and those sorts of things uh, to be set up properly so you're not uh, practicing bad habits, you're practicing the good habits to, to put the swing in you want. That's why you want that teaching professional. Yeah, you do. You want that extra set of eyes that is trained to see – what the problem is uh it's nice to video yourself and maybe youtube and uh it, but it's not the same as having a professional there who can who understands how your body's working and can give you some drills yep. to straighten the problem out so yep uh contact your uh, local course find out who your pros are and uh, get in touch with them they are more than happy happy to help uh, everybody improve their swing. When we come back, uh, we're going to try and work on your short game there on the greens. Jim Grunberg's the CEO for Seymour Potters. He joins us next in the business of golf here on Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Which new driver is best for your game? Who makes the best golf gear? Where should you take your next golf vacation? Which local course should you get to know better? This is the business of golf every week on Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. 847 here on the business of golf. Jason Swigart, Harold Bluestein here with you. We're reaching out. Uh, hopefully we'll have Jim Grunberg, CEO of Premium Golf Brands and the Seymour Putter Company here in just a moment. Um, trying to help everybody with their short game in, in putters. And this is one of the air. I think putters and in, in wedges are the areas that we see the most uh, variation in terms of what's available for golfers out there in terms of how the clubs look, mm -hmm. uh, materials that might be used in them, um, variations that you can put in. I, I know a lot of the drivers now we see you can have shifting weights and all those, but I think for the most part, the drivers are pretty they're pretty standard from one manufacturer to the other. They have a lot of the same features. There's a lot more things that you can control individually to adjust to your thing, but the club heads are roughly the same size uh, there because they're trying to maximize the, the club face area uh, to avoid, you know, compared Misses. to the old persimmons uh, where you had to hit it precisely. <laughs> well, they're working on with drivers. They work on speed. Yeah. Club head speed because we know, from our discussion we had last week that the more speed you have, the longer the 
the further the ball is going to travel. But for but for putters, uh, the actual putter head, there's all sorts of shapes and sizes there to get you lined up to keep it on path. Right. Uh, the angle of the shafts, uh, the length of the shaft. You still can have, have the long putter. We see some some guys that are really bent over and go with the short one so they can get their line of sight right over the path depending we see all sorts of different grips as well how does one go about you know finding a putter that that can be most beneficial to how they want to execute a putt well you start with a with your golf professional some of them have a what we refer to or what is called the, the sam putting lab so if you want to go online and and put in Sam Puttering Lab, it'll, uh, it's fairly extensive determination and club fitting for putters. Now, let's say that you're, you're not into all those numbers and you want something a little more Yeah, let's simple. say I'm, I'm just recreational. I play on the weekends. Uh, I, I'm not playing, you know. Well, visual is the number one right. thing. And this is where Seymour putters are good. We'll try and catch Jim. I'll, I'll email him this week and try and catch him next week. But uh, visually, if you can line it up, and this is where you have to be very careful, um, a lag putt and distance putting is a real skill that needs to be learned. It's intuitive. Uh, anything outside of about 10, 12 feet is a lag putt. You may... Or you're trying to make it, but on the other hand, you don't want to get too hung up with lines on the golf ball and things like that where you lose the your natural intuitive stroke. Right, because if you judge the speed correctly, yeah. even if you don't get the line perfect, you're going to be much closer than if you misjudge the speed. Yeah, and you said yourself uh, off air that you made a 20-footer curling putt. Yeah, I made a nice birdie at 10 on East Moreland last uh, last Sunday and uh and like I said my and that has been my issue. I for the most part my lines have been pretty good. I've mid- misread a break here or there that's subtle when you're kind of uh-huh. right in the middle of a ridge, will it go left or right sort of thing, but it, but for the most part line has been pretty good. It has been feel and judge of speed and even if I'm slightly off on the break, I'm still within three or four feet if I get the speed right as opposed to being eight feet by because I hammered it. Yeah, exactly, and and that's good. Uh, I I tell uh, players that uh, outside of 10, 12 feet, make sure that you uh, get a general direction of where you want the ball to go. And I can tell you there's a lot in putting that you don't have control over, so your ball could have hit a bump and curled more left or less left and not gone into the hole. Uh, but when we're selecting a putter, it's what can you line up from about three or four to five feet uh, and feel comfortable making that stroke. And that really depends on how your brain operates. Uh, so whether you choose a putter that has a an S curve to the hosel, one that is straight into uh, a straight hosel or shaft into the putter head, that all is determined by what looks correct to you visually. Uh, and that takes a little bit of time and experimentation. What, um, I mean, and you say it looks, it, it can vary how your brain visually, mm-hmm. but what are the consistent features of, I have a putter, I get the golf ball, how do I know that it's lined up? Or what, what should I see when I know a putt is correctly, when my putter is correctly lined up with a golf ball? Well, you can do this through a drill, and there's a couple of them that I, uh, that I recommend. The first one is uh, find a straight putt. Uh, and you can take a couple of uh, old uh, fondue forks. Oh, there you go. Yeah, and tie string between them and set one of them behind the hole and one about five, six feet away behind your golf ball and line and make sure as best you can find a straight putt and then get that line. And almost every putter made today has lines on it somewhere that will help you line up with that string. So the string is about six, eight inches above the green surface. Your ball is directly below it. Your eyes are for the most part 
over that string or slightly inside, which means toward you, uh, to the string. But now set that club face so it is at a 90-degree angle to that string and start making strokes. And I think the first thing you're going to recognize is, wow, I never really lined up properly. And now you have to recalibrate how your brain works to, okay, this is the new normal. This is the new correct. And that takes a little bit of time. So I would say hit a half a dozen putts with that string, find another straight uphill putt, and see if you can line yourself up properly there. It's where the club face is lined up, not necessarily where your feet are lined up, because for some of us, we need to have our feet pointed slightly left. You, uh, if you're a right-handed player, you don't want them pointed in the other direction. Uh, I can tell you, you're gonna have an open stance. You don't want a, a close. Don't want stance. a close stance. No, not with putting. And so then, uh, when you look at uh, putter heads, yep. you you have the traditional, just kind of straight blade, the Jack Nicholas sort of thing. We see yeah. some of those huge ones now. We see the square ones that Dustin Johnson has with Taylor made. What what do you want to look for? And this is obviously personal because we said uh, how visually things look what what do you want to try mallet heads whatever the case may be what is it you're trying to accomplish well it comes down to uh i like to eliminate distraction so i find some of the putters that have too much going on in them all these weights in the back waiting and i know that's good and it can help better solid contact uh but to me personally that's a distraction uh, I do use an Odyssey putter that has a couple of lines on it. I've just found that I can line that up, uh, and it's not a distraction. But I can tell you the color of the putter, where the lines are, the color of the line, those are all very subtle things that work on your brain either positively or negatively. Yeah. So I try to eliminate anything that is going to distract me from lining up that club face to a 90-degree angle to where I want that ball to start online. And at some point, uh, hopefully golf courses will be able to get back to demo days. Yeah. And that's something where you want to get at least on a practice green. It's hard to do in a in a pro shop on a fake, you know, artificial turf. You want to be out on the golf course so that your eyes are going to see what you would see out on a golf course to and use. That's one where you want to use a bunch. Just try everything that looks different because you never know what might catch your eye and and get you all lined up. Yeah, and I will tell you, the number one mistake that most players make is that they select a putter that's too long. And manufacturers produce putters that are 36 inches long, and there aren't too many pros on tour that use a 36-inch long putter unless you're about 6'5", 6'6". There you go. Uh, you can find more, uh, see more. That's S-E-E-M-O-R-E dot com. Uh, if you're curious about their lines of putters, we'll try and get a hold of uh, Jim, see if we can get him on in the future. Thanks to Jeff Shane, as always, for joining us. Enjoy uh, Tiger, Phil, Tom, and Peyton tomorrow noon on the Turner uh, Group of Networks. Thanks again to Will Darkins. He's got center and St. Best of Edition coming up next. For Harold, I'm Jason. Hit him straight. Did they find my ball? Fiji's in Europe. Uh... Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.